Do you live in the middle of nowhere and feel separated from the church? Yeah, that's me. Or do you think the church is out of touch? Absolutely. Then this podcast is for you. Coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux City. What? Where the hell is Sioux City? Welcome to Outcast Catholic with your hosts, Father Sheen Demon and Father Travis Crotty. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Outcast Catholic. I'm Father Travis Crowdy. And I'm Father Shane Demon. And we're having an excellent, excellent time just living up here in Northwest Iowa. Sioux City, Iowa. Great place. Great great time to be alive, really. It is. Yeah. And you're getting settled into your new parish up in Lamar's? In Lamar's. I am, little by little. Yeah. Good. Just celebrated my first wedding, which was exciting. Congratulations. There's a lot of stuff to, to learn when it yes. comes to celebrating Leading weddings. wedding rehearsals, yeah. answering all the bridal questions. Oh, man. And photographer have... questions. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we had these cool, we had these cool, uh, well, oh, photographers thing in the past. Who cares about pictures? It's all about the video. Of course. Videography. All about the video, videography. I, I think I impressed the videographers a little bit because shout out to my friend, Father Michael uh, Trummer in Springfield, Illinois Diocese. He did a lot of videography stuff when we were in seminary. So I know right. some of the lingo and I know kind of like what some good shots of a church look like. Right. And these guys weren't Catholic. So I was trying to tell them like, uh, yeah, this part of mass you want this cool slider shot? And they're kind of like, okay, I see, I see you, Father. But I, I came out a little, a little strong. I didn't realize I, I was so strong. I said, you know, guys, it's about this uh, celebrating a wedding, not just making a movie. And then, oh, whoops. So, and we're, we're, it's okay. We smoothed it out, and we're fine now. Okay, good. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't make the videographer cry. Did I you? know. Hope, hope he comes back. It yeah. is his career, right? That's true. <laughs> and this is mine. So, right. Yeah. Well, but there's a hierarchy in, in what's being celebrated here. We're, we're celebrating the grace of the sacrament, not That's just right. capturing the moment. That's right. And I got to say, wedding videos can be really beautiful. Sometimes, though, one one friend in particular, they, like, got in a really cool, like, I think, Chevelle and drove off into the sunset with a drone shot, but they weren't even driving anywhere. They, like, just did it for the movie. Oh. Like, eh, make a cool movie, but yeah, don't be crazy. So yeah. it sounds like you're enjoying yourself in the Mars. I am. It's good. It's a nice town. Good community. Being yeah. that you live in the ice cream capital of the world. Sure. That's have you spot. put on the ice cream 30 pounds yet? <laughs> that's what they call it. Yeah. They call it the Lamar's 50. Um, not yet. I've only had ice cream like three times. Okay. Um, you must I be staying went, fit. I, I'm trying. So, okay. yeah. Father Father Bruce is my pastor, Father Bruce Lawler. He, my second day there, he said, hey, Father Travis, quick question. Um, do you play racquetball? Mm-hmm. Turns out I do play a lot of racquetball. I wow. played in seminary a lot. That's like all we did for a couple of years. He was very excited. And he said, praise God, answer to my prayers. <laughs> so the next day I got a membership at the YMCA Good. <laughs> and we go maybe three times a week and play racquetball. Wow. Here's the thing though. Take out your stress. Take out the stress. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It kind of, it's a little stress inducing sometimes though, because I thought at first, like it's just gonna be kind of, kind of friendly and Pastor is very competitive man. Okay, and step up. He's forty years older than me, so in some ways, like I'm a little quicker, uh-huh. but he's got a lot more skill at serving. Sure. So I'll like you know crush a couple points on him, and then he'll just destroy me for a while, and then it's like, <laughs> okay, like what do you you know I can't I can't let this guy show me up all the time. So we go back and forth a little bit, but it's been good. Is it still civil when you come home from this? It's pretty civil. Yeah, okay, it's good. pretty good. Nice, nice little time to cool off in the car. Then okay. <laughs> little little shop talk, and it's good. Yeah, good. But uh, yeah, we've got. I think the uh, the YMCA folks, they know us now. We can call, and they know Father Bruce's voice because we're probably the only people who reserve the one racquetball court in town. <laughs> so when we call, is a racquetball court available? And then, yes, 
Yes, Father Bruce, we'll have it ready for you. <laughs> Great. So we're, it's good. It's good to kind of get out, get out and about, and you see folks from the parish and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and then especially kind of some teenagers who might be working out there. They're always shocked to see uh, the, the priest in normal athletic clothes. Right. And <gasps> Father, you, you don't have to wear black right. all day long. Also, and I look kind of wow. I look kind of dorky. Like, I get really sweaty playing racquetball, so I wear a headband. Ooh. <laughs> I bought two new Boy, headbands. Oh, you're going back. Oh, yeah. This I is bought, a retro look I here. bought two new headbands as well, so... Yeah, wow. you can you can find Do us. You have leg warmers? Or not not is quite. Nineteen eighty three or what? It's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, yes. but it's going good. Racquetball on okay. the on the regular. Yeah, It'll keep you fit. It's been good. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, I hope Absolutely. your transition is going well into the parish. It is. It is excellent. And segue yes. here into the topic. I just had, and this is from being in the parish, right? I've I've been in town now in Lamar's for about a month and a half, right? And it's been interesting to experience stepping into a new community. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we pride ourselves in the Midwest for being tight knit and kind of the Minnesota nice, Iowa nice, you know. Right. Uh, and so everybody's very congenial. I already had, you know, people make me some food, nice, uh, nice pan of bars once in a while, things okay. like that. <laughs> and uh, oh, all the produce in the world is coming in right now. Of course, tomatoes and season. cucumbers and yeah. squash and all this stuff. So it's great, zucchini and everything. But I've just noticed it's really hard to kind of tap into a new community. Oh, yeah. They have their routines. Oh, their routines. And it's kind of like if your name's not like <laughs> the, the German names that belong in Lamar's, it's kind of like, well, I don't know. Where, where are you from? Right. Okay. I don't exactly <laughs> know that spot. And I was just talking to a friend who's um, – she works at a parish close by. Mm-hmm. And she was sharing the struggles she has had in that same experience, right, of trying to find community – in a kind of a small town, a smaller community, right? Trying to find people to spend time with, trying to get into the community. And I've, I've just seen this kind of paradox that I want to hold up for us to kind of talk about today. Okay. So at one point you have young people's desire to find and build community, right? Whether you're a single in your twenties who've moved into a smaller town, maybe you're moving back close to where your family's at. Maybe you just moved into a town because you found a job in the church, in a company, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And you, you're, not, you're not finding a lot of other young adults. It's hard to find other young families. Even when you find them, it's hard to get connected with them. might be hard to get connected with a parish. might be hard to just meet people in general, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one side of it. But on the other side, you've got the folks who live in this town, and they're kind of upset that their town is dying. Right, mm-hmm. they'll you hear them talk all the time about when they when they were growing up the the main street culture people scooping the loop all these people in town the numbers that used to be in their Catholic high school the numbers that used to be in their parish the amount of baptisms they had all that how many grocery stores in town exactly how many yes. grocery stores in town right yes. how many gas stations you know right. all those things all the di- I just heard a lady today she was talking about the different cafes that used to be in town where people uh-huh. would go those are those are great and that's a great desire they want that community back right mm-hmm. so like. Both of these groups want community, but they're kind of passing like ships in the night because the people to build this community would be the young families moving to town. Mm -hmm. However, when the young families move to town, they don't exactly feel invited all the time into the community. Absolutely. I've seen this. Yes. So just to kind of lean into that a little bit, maybe call some folks out Mm -hmm. and maybe give some encouragement on both sides of kind of how to, how to move forward. Well, I think that's a reality that we face here in this diocese, but this is a, this is a, uh, a thing that's probably nationwide. You know, you might be in the in the south. You might be way up north along the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you just in a big city. You're listening in, and you just feel this little micro reality in your apartment building. Yeah, in which you would love to kind of know your neighbors, 
they're in their routine, they're in their habits, they don't reach out to you, mm-hmm. you don't know how to reach out to them, where's the common ground? And it is a little tricky. You know, if you're young, single in your 20s, you're going to probably be sleeping in on the weekends, you might want to be out late at night. Families with small children, they're going to be pretty regulated, you know. Right. By 7 p.m., 7.30, we might be doing baths. The kids are going down to bed by 8.30 if they have, mm-hmm. you know, very small children. So sometimes their families do get into routines. But the opportunity to build authentic, like, communitas, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Everyone wants it, and no one's yeah, doing it. Right, right, right. And, yeah, everybody wants it for both sides, right? Mm-hmm. And what what got me fired up was that my friend said, she's she's been in this small community in this parish for a year. And I think only two or three families have actually invited her over. Right. So the thing I just want to like yell to the corners of the of the country right now, it's like if you see somebody who's clearly a newcomer, reach out to them right. and invite them into something. You don't you don't have to have them over to your house every day. You you don't but to just invite them into something. I think both sides, both groups of people, folks who are local and incomer newcomers assume the other people are just really busy with kind of their stuff. Mm-hmm. turns out everybody's probably sitting at home watching TV. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of the reality sometimes. Well, it is a kind of a cultural assumption. How are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. Oh, really? Yeah, me too. Yeah, work's so busy. Yeah, we got all these things going on. I got this project, that project. Life's so busy. Right. Everyone just assumes that everyone is so busy mm-hmm. and no one is feeding the deeper desires for connection and bondedness Right. That build up a community and give neighborhoods their identity. Mm-hmm. And I think it is it is helpful to look at what formed these communities that we're looking at now. Mm-hmm. Whether it's neighborhoods and cities, whether it's even some of the kind of first ring of suburbs, or it's these smaller communities, right? So a lot of it did have to do with like familial connections and, and coming together. But like you look at these big, old, beautiful houses in downtowns. Front porch culture mm-hmm. was all the thing. Right. There was an air conditioning, so you're sitting out on your front porch during the summertime, and people are passing by. You'd walk to your job, you'd ride a bus possibly, mm-hmm. and you just have a lot more face time with people, right? right. So visiting, as we call it in the Midwest, would just be a, a more of a daily occurrence, just like on the street corner or as you're passing somebody's house. It'd be, right. it'd be a lot more easy and approachable to just kind of pull up on their front porch and chat with them while they're on their porch swing um, and as you're passing by. Mm-hmm. But now, with, I mean... I like air conditioning, don't get me wrong, especially right now. Um, it, we just kind of go in our houses and kind of lock down and just do our own thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and maybe just kind of sit there. Um, but, like, I love talking to my, like, I was, uh, most of my great-grandparents were alive for, like, a good portion of my life. And they just talk about playing cards and visiting with their friends. All right. We've kind of lost that in some ways. Yeah, the bridge clubs, the poker clubs. Uh, not that all has to be about cards and gambling, but we have <laughs> lost that. Uh, we saw this in seminary. I mean, you and I were not in seminary together, but uh, there was always this threat of the invading in presence of the internet, right? Yes. Well, and it was well established. When right. <laughs> well, so, so many seminaries, but even just college dormitories would have like a movie night. And, oh, yeah. And you would gather in the large room. Sure. There would be a film. We could sit around and watch it together, laugh together. Uh, talk about the film afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. uh, unpack the film together. And so many college campuses now and even seminary buildings, all right, dinner's over, everyone just scatters. Yep. And then they're all just kind of secluded in their own little world watching Netflix by themselves. Right. 
where's the shared community in that? Right. And the thing is, it's not like everybody's just totally content in that. People are lonely. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody's in their rooms lonely. <laughs> you you could just get out of your room and not be lonely, but it's it's hard to to bri- to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. It's hard to yourself come out of yourself and it's also hard to invite somebody in. There's right. just this reality of vulnerability that Absolutely. that can happen. Um so I think the encouragement that can come, it doesn't just have to be all negative, right? It's not all woe. It's not all woe, <laughs> no. Um, th- there's awesome opportunities in every community to build real, authentic community, communitas, right? Mm-hmm. And it's already there in like latent form in a lot of places. I love in small town, like the small town sports, cult, sports <laughs> small town sports culture can be really great. Like the amount of people who show up for a football game is, mm-hmm. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I remember teaching Totus Tuus in a town and like the whole, the whole city block was just filled with cars for a baseball game. Mm. That's wonderful. So like people want to come together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it really just takes the invitation on both sides. Mm-hmm. Number one, and I said this earlier, but yeah, if you see somebody new, while it might be uncomfortable, reach out and, and just, talk to them or invite them into something simple, right? Whether that's something at the parish, whether that's something in town. Um, and that's when parishes can look at actually having more opportunities for people to come together. So it's not all just uh, come to this sacrament mm-hmm. or hopefully find something else to do at home. You know, right. maybe opportunities like a theology on tap mm-hmm. or just a, an evening meal for families on a, a weekend or something like that. Right. Um so that's one side, like make the invitation. The other side, if you find yourself, if you are that young family or that young single young adult in that, in that situation and you're not finding the community, two things that come to mind. One, go where you can find it. So, for example, I'm in Lamar's. Sioux City's only 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. If you find that you can't really find any other young adult Catholics or Christians or like-minded people like you that can really build you up in community, kind of broaden your horizon a little bit, you know? Sometimes you can't just sit around and wait for people to come to you. Right. You have to show initiative. You have to show initiative, right. Also, though, and we've talked about this before, to kind of broaden the horizon of who might be in your community, right? I've seen this in seminary, right? Guys are in seminary uh, in a kind of variety, like a a range of ages, right? Some guys might come later in life. So you're hanging out sometimes with guys who are 10 to 15 years older than you Mm -hmm. and really establish a great, like, relationship as peers, and I think that can be true with young families as well. They're not your parish, your community might not be filled with families in their thirties with little kids, but it does have folks who might be ten years older than you, fifteen years older than you, who you could spend time with and and build community with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing too is just sometimes to take the initiative of uh, inviting yourself even if it's awkward mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of reaching out and saying like, Hey, I'd love to come over sometime. I've done this as a priest quite a bit because I want to come to meet people, you know? Um, and it could be awkward and it, I have an in because I'm a priest, but right. um, I just encourage the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what comes to mind is uh, Bishop Anthony Vetter. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, excuse me. Bishop Austin Vetter, Bishop Austin, Anthony Vetter, this is his middle name. <laughs> Bishop Vetter is out in Helena, Montana. He was a priest of, uh, Bismarck, sure. And as a par- as a parish pastor, particularly in some of the smaller communities, um, he would stand up at the pulpit, and uh, I've heard him talk about this. He would stand up at the pulpit uh-huh. when he would begin his parish assignment, and he would say, "I'm coming over to dinner 
to yeah. all of your homes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he literally would. He would call up uh, some parishioners right. and say, hey, uh, what are you doing tomorrow night? Are you home? Good, I'm right. coming over for dinner. I'm inviting myself. And he would tell them from the pulpit, you don't have to make me lobster. Right. I'm not, I'm not you know, high maintenance. Yeah. You can serve me a peanut butter sandwich. Right. But I want to come into your home. I yeah. want to meet you on your turf. I want to see kind of what your life is like, your careers, your family dynamics. I want to know my flock. Right. Now, I'm not saying that everybody has to invite themselves over to other people's homes for dinner, but it was a beautiful example of just taking the initiative to uh, to not sit back and just wait for someone else to form community. Yes. Uh, he took the, the initiative to know his people very intimately and deeply on their terms. Right. Well, it was on his terms for the for the calendar scheduling, right? But it was on their turf in their own homes, mm-hmm. um, where they could feel comfortable, they could feel relaxed uh, on on uh, their own property. Yes, and he wanted to meet them there. And I've just always thought, you know, what a beautiful witness to to the building up of community and to just really knowing persons well. Right. Well, and this will be this maybe is like a little shameless like plug for me getting to go to people's houses for dinner or something like that, but. I think a lot of people assume that like, oh, we, we could never have the priest over to our house or even to feel that, oh, we, we could never invite somebody over to our house that we, we it's not clean. It's not this, it's not this, it's not nice enough, whatever. Uh, no, like that, that's not true. You know, right. um, invite people over for coffee. Yes, exactly. Something simple. Yeah. You don't right? have to make, you don't have to make them like, you know, some complicated, you know, dinner dish. Right. And to kind of, and really to combat against the kind of technocratic world we live in, mm-hmm. where it, I kind of mentioned this before with when we were talking about beauty, but it's like to kind of get off the screens and like board games have kind of like flourished recently. There's like mm-hmm. a lot of fun new uh, board games out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're a blast and they're really fun and they can actually build like really good, um, like kind of just um, time together, time right. spent, quality time spent, not on a screen, but just really having fun together. Right. So to invite people together. Now, still COVID, inviting people over might not be the easiest. Outside, you can grill out or <laughs> barbecue, out. depending on what part of the country Ooh, you're from. Yeah, good call. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've always hang out outside. Food. Yeah, have a debate if it's called barbecue or grilling <laughs> out. You know. <laughs> yeah, hang out outside, and as it, as it gets nice and cool toward the fall, that'd be a bit wonderful opportunity as well. Right. But yeah, I think just for everybody to realize that we desire community, whether we we see our community failing or whether we want to build it. Okay, let's bring those desires together. And let's reach out to those who are available to build community with, right? And to remember that it's the Holy Spirit who's the one building community in all of us, right? And that it's the same Holy Spirit who inspires that desire to come together as human persons, but to come together especially as Christians, right? Mm -hmm. And to build up the body of Christ. So we're not on our own in this. We can ask the Holy Spirit's intercession and we can, yeah, just be inspired by that good desire. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well said. On both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, speaking to those who are young, perhaps single, looking to build, you know, connections, but also for those who grieve the loss of community in their small town, if it's economically shrinking, how do we still build one another up and have authentic community? Well said. Right. Wonderful. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Father Shane, thanks for chatting. Always good to be with you, Father Travis. Thanks All for right. in this discussion. Hey, keep listening, subscribe. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time, and God bless.